welcome to another episode of Exposit the Truth, where it's all about the clear understanding of the living Word of God and how to apply it to everyday life. Here we have part one of Fruits of the True Believer. All right, and we will be reading from Matthew 12 and Romans 12. So if you're not driving, uh, have your scripture open to follow along, no matter who you listen to, uh, no matter how good the Bible teacher is. Uh, it's a very good habit to always have God's Word as the source of truth. Always. So, here's a takeaway. While most people judge by only what their eyes can see, the true believer is able to see through the lens of God's Word. We always see through God's Word. The fruit that comes out of a person refers to the deeds or actions. Scripture clearly tells us in detail what comes out of a true believer. Jesus tells us ahead of time how we, as true believers, will be able to identify when a person is falsely professing that they are a believer by the fruit or deeds that come out of them. This is why we who love Christ must have his commands written in our hearts. Okay, so let's go into uh, the first reading, which is in Matthew 12, 33-37. A tree is known by its fruit. Jesus our Lord is speaking. Either make the tree good and its fruit good, or make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For the tree is known by its fruit. You brood of vipers, how can you speak good when you are evil? He's talking to the Pharisees, right? Um, that are all hypocrites. Um, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So, you know, the, the Pharisees are constantly trying to use the law of the Old Testament to try to attack Jesus and try to trap him and for their own advantages, their own personal gain and wealth. They were never about love. The good person out of his good treasure brings forth good. The evil person out of his evil treasure brings forth evil. I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give an account for every careless word they speak. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. And so the most seemingly insignificant sin, even a slip of the tongue, carries the full potential of all hell's evil. And this is why we have to watch our words. Um, you know, after you become born again, uh, spiritually reborn, you should not curse anymore. The curse words should not come out of you or eat, or drastically reduce. Um, there should be no using the Lord's name in vain. I hear it all the time, every day we hear it. Um, saying OMG or, you know, the name of Jesus without any care or any reverence. Right? That's the using the Lord's name in vain. No infraction against God's holiness is therefore a trifling thing, and each person will ultimately give account for every such indiscretion. There is no truer indication of a bad tree than the bad fruit of speech. The poisonous snakes here, known by their poisonous mouths, revealing evil hearts. Every person is judged by his or her words because they reveal the state of a person's heart. So words that come out of a person reveals the true intention 
of the heart of that person. Words show what is truly in a person's heart. Another way to know, and now we're talking about the fruit, uh, the deeds, right? Um, you know, words are one of those things where uh, how they speak, what they talk about, uh, what is their life's uh, ambition, and all these things comes out and it reveals a person's heart. It really does. Um, and, and this is how you know that they truly surrendered to Christ or if they have not. If, for example, a person continuously only talks about worldly things, their own desires of this world, never have anything in God's kingdom in mind, and it's only constantly talking about themselves, boasting about themselves and what they have, that's probably a good indication that person does not have the fruit in them from a, you know, a tree resembling a person and the fruit that comes out of a person. It's probably indication that they have no concerns of God in their heart. Another way to know the true intentions of a person's heart is by their deeds. Uh, there are many who seem like holy, like, you know, the outwardly, right? Uh, like many charismatic teachers, all the while they live for their own selfish wealth and gain. Uh, another example of this is like people who appear to be holy. Um, you have many of the uh, beliefs or religions that um, believe that it's through works plus faith, like Catholics, uh, Mormons, Jehovah Witnesses, they believe that you have to earn your salvation, which Scripture clearly tells us in Ephesians chapter 2, that it is by grace through faith. We cannot earn our own salvation. So that's not true. Um, but they have an outward appearance, right, of, of looking and seeming to be holy, just like the Pharisees did back then. So don't be deceived, right? Um, the true intentions come out. And once again, the Word of God dwelling within us, right? we memorize it, we understand God's Word, and then we hear them speak. Yeah, that's how we know. So, you know, they say all the words you want to hear, all the while damning people into loving themselves rather than loving God, thus feeding the sin that enslaves people of eternal life. Yeah, this is extremely dangerous. When you want to hear what you want to hear, um, the true believer doesn't do that. The true believer will hear what they don't want to hear. All right, that's the, that's the difference. A true believer will is willing to hear what they don't want to hear. That's that's what leads us to repentance. That's what leads us to the fear of God. The true believer is penitent, meaning feeling sorrow for our sins. Uh, they have committed or having regret of wrongdoing. So with that said, let's go to the next passage. Romans 12, 9 through 21. Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. That means resist, right? Stay away from what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope and be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints or holy people and seek to show hospitality bless those who persecute you bless 
and do not curse them. Rejoice those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. And that's a um, reference to Deuteronomy. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. Uh, That means embarrassing that person. Make him look bad. Um, Do not overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Uh, So verse 10. And so this is in in detail um, what comes out of a true believer. The fruits of a true believer. What comes out of a person, right? This is this is the only way uh, we have the standard, and you know, and a living God that gives us commands and how to live. So many people, uh, atheists, agnostics, say that we're supposed to automatically be good, and they believe in humanism that human good things come out of humans. When it's complete, when they have no standard, what is the standard? That's your opinion, right? You have no standard to go off of. You have no foundation. So everybody has their own opinion then. Okay, so my opinion is it's good for me to take and hurt people, take things from people, hurt people, right? Whether it's murder, steal, uh, uh, deceive, which is which is running rampant all over the world today, right? Just look at your phone. You can't even pick up your phone anymore. Look at your email. You can't even, you know, you have to be so extremely cautious about what email you're opening. People are just all about deception and, and hurting people. They don't have good in them, right? The standard comes from God to love one another, to hate your uh, 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 what is evil and love what is good and to uh, love your enemies, right? And, and do not overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. There's, this, is the, this is the standard of God, a holy God who gives us commands. So let's go over there a few a few notes here in verse ten, um, where it says, "Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor." Remember, honor means keeping promises, right? Not letting someone down. Uh, to be devoted to other Christians with a family sort of love, uh, not based on personal attraction or desirability. This quality is the primary way the world can recognize us as followers of Christ. In verse 12, when it says rejoice in hope uh, of Christ's return and our ultimate redemption, right? In verse 13, it says contribute. That's from a Greek word that means commonality or partnership, mutual sharing, which is often translated fellowship or communion. We're referred to as the show hospitality in New Testament times, Travel was dangerous, and the inns were evil, scarce, expensive. So early believers often opened their homes to travelers, especially to fellow believers. Church leaders would be role models of this virtue. In verse 17, it says, Repay no one evil for evil, 
Um, and now this is <laughs> the Old Testament law. This is where many people want to quote this without understanding, out of context, right? Eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. You, you, you've heard this before, right? People quote this completely out of context. It was never intended to be applied by individuals in the Old Testament or New Testament, but it was a standard for the collective society to use to enforce good conduct among people. Okay, so the next time you hear that, now you remember, right? It was never intended to be used or applied, you know, as it says in that, in the Old Testament or New Testament. It was a standard for the collective society to use to enforce good conduct among people. And we know that's true because if you apply that and you just seek vengeance on your, you know, on your own will, Right in your own opinion, and everybody just commits ven- uh, uh, vengeance or and takes revenge among themselves. Um, sure, that's entertaining in the movies, but if you do it in real life, you will reap consequences, serious consequences. Right. So we know that that's not true. Right. Um, to to really do that, to hurt someone um, that hurts you, we have to forgive them and love them. Verse eighteen it says, if possible. If possible, so so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Uh, although we should do everything possible to be at peace with others, it will not always come. And we know this. You know, there's some people are just stuck on the way they want to live. No matter how much you want to help them, and try to help them through God's word, and being loving and caring, they don't want to change. Um, so you know, it will not always come. You know, even though you, you we wish peace for others. Um, so, you know, because it depends on others, attitudes and responses. Um, and so we also, we continue to pray for them, right? And do, do what is, what is responsible around them, right? That's all we can do. Be the salt and light in their life. So in this passage of Romans, we have some good, very good examples of the fruits of a true believer. Um, and I highly recommend to go back and reread, uh, until you have, you know, this, these words dwelling in you, um, constantly reminding you, right, about what a true believer is supposed to look like, comes out of a person. Genuine love, holding fast to what is good, hating what is evil, showing honor to one another, uh, not being slothful or proud, but willing to associate with people of low position, right? That's pride that does that, Um so we are not ever to be prideful over other people in lower positions. We are to love them and help them all the time. These traits are not easy. And simply put, you know, that, and, then, and, and that may be a good thing, that it's not easy. Because if it was easy and everybody was doing it, then you can, you know, there would be so much um, confusion to really spot a true believer, right? So it's kind of like a good thing that, it's not so easy. So now we have a clear distinction of who is a true believer and who is not. Right? Because many most remember what Jesus said. Many will take the broad and easy path, and few will take the narrow path. Right? That is hard. That is difficult. And so um, you know, I, I've I've definitely um have come to recognize how that is more of a helpful thing than a hurtful thing that um, we are, you know, given these details to truly spot a born-again believer, uh, what comes out of them, right? 
and and the many don't expect this from the from the most from most people. They do not have um, the word of God, obedience to the word of God. They don't. Simply don't. It's all about, and it shows the sin, the fallenness of sin that's in us. You know, and we have to battle and fight the sin. But you're either a slave to it, or you are free from it. The person who is truly born again hates what is evil in God's eyes once again, and holds on to what is true in honoring God's commands. All right. So the more spiritually mature you become, the more you hate what is evil. So, first of all, everybody who anybody who says, oh, it's all about love, love this, love that, God is love and all that, he told us to hate what is evil. He told us to hate the world, right? And if you love the world, the love of the Father is not in you in 1 John. So, clarification. It's not about loving anything and everything. God tells us to hate what is evil. And so, and, and hating, you know, and that's why he says, do not love this world, Right? Because the world is evil, and under, under under this current world, Satan is the one controlling it. So if you love this world, you're loving the one that's in control of it, who is Satan. So we have to hold on and love God's commands. So here's a response. Do I show the fruits of a true believer? Remember the fruits meaning the deeds, the actions that come out of it. What words, thoughts, or deeds come out of me on a daily basis? So analyze yourself, right? What's coming out of you? Do I hate what is evil in this world and stand for the truth of God's word? As followers of Christ, we live a transformed life. We are no longer tolerant of sin in ourselves or those around us. We don't tolerate it because we love God's truth. We shine the light of truth and grace which is the evidence that Christ is alive in us. So with that said, I know a little bit more about the fruits of the true believers.